Ash. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, okay, so it, let's start off with your name and your age. Right. And your and position. And yeah, and what do you do at Booby Butter and your Booby Butter story? Um, so I'm Ashwini. I'm from India. I'm 20, 21 years old, and my mom and my aunt had breast cancer. And, oh my God. Um, the only reason I knew about breast examination and, you know, like all the precautions you need to take is when my mom told me about them. But mm-hmm. in India, like talking about boobs is like a big thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really talks about nudity, nobody talks about breasts. So it was like very impossible for like women in India or like a lot of girls in India to just even know that, you know, like breast examination exists. So when Amelia told me about we are doing this thing and like we're spreading awareness, I thought this was a great way to get girls into, you know, talking about their breasts and and examining them. How are your, how's your mom doing now? Did you say your mom and your sister both had breasts? Oh, my mom and and my aunt. They're doing well. My mom got it like when I was in sixth grade, so it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Um, But my my aunt recently got it detected like a year ago. So last year was basically just that went in like cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really hard. Yeah, sorry. Recently, like we came to know about BRCA tests. So mm-hmm. my mom got it done. My aunt got it done. If my mom would have gotten it done really early, my aunt would have like known that you know she needs to take care of her boobs and yeah, right. instead of like. Um, but now that we know, um, I think it will be really helpful for me and like, absolutely the young yeah. girls in my family, you know, to know about it. Yeah. So how often are you touching your boobs? Honestly, like once in a week at least. Mm-hmm. Um, even more sometimes you know like you just feel it whenever you have time just you know remind yourself of breast examination and i think that's really important because uh, you never know you know what else can we get on the booby butter site oh the nipple roller is actually pretty good um well, dang. I mean, What's that? <laughs> tell us about it <laughs> I don't just use it like for my boobs, I use it like for under eye um, massaging oil as well, but it's really like moisturizing and you know like you generally like sometimes, especially in Denver, you have like, it's very common to get chapped boobs, Mm -hmm. so you know, um, it's very moisturizing and yeah, it's like a really small bottle so you can like probably just fit it in your purse, like use it whenever. Yeah, amazing. And And how much does that go for? The booby roller goes for $12. You can buy our products on boobybutter.com, and that's a booby without the E, B-O-O-B-I, um, butter. Great. Thank Real you fun. so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Well, This Sucks, our podcast about our friend Danielle's fight against breast cancer. I'm <laughs> Heather. I'm Tana. I'm Danielle. Uh, and I'm Luke. <laughs> wow. Welcome, Luke. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Luke is our awesome guest today. He's an exec at Big Breakfast. He's the host of I'm Still Right podcast on HeadGum and so many other things. Uh, He's produced great shows like Hot Date on Pop TV. I Want My Phone Back. What What else are you working on right now? have a movie that i'm working on what that i can't mean? talk too much about but hopefully uh hopefully you'll hear more about it in the next six months or so um 
And then a bunch of other cool shows through Big Breakfast, some of which I've created, some of which I've not, and I'm working (laughs) with really great creators on. Uh, And then, yeah, you mentioned the podcast. I don't know. And, you know, I got to sleep and do laundry and stuff. (laughs) Live your life. Let's talk about that. Live my L. Let's talk about your sleep. How are your sleeping habits? Yeah, I think I might have minor apnea, Mm -hmm. sort of. Uh, yeah what kind of detergent are you using detergent wise it's tied oh yeah whoa, buddy. Not, not the not the pods though <laughs> i stay away from those but yeah just traditional i hear That's those are tight mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the pods are pods. freaking trippy dude t-pods yep isn't that a thing? Like yeah, they eat them. Kids eat them. What the fuck? What? Oh, that's what I was. Yeah, yeah you didn't yeah. know about this. Not yeah, there's a whole thing. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, kids are eating Tide Pods now. Why? That's what they've they come look to. Like Testing candy? the boundaries. They do look like candy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And but if I'm I can not, give a plug to College Humor, they're not little kids, are they? They're like no, oh, we're well, yeah. like teenagers. Yeah. But College Humor's done a couple of really great sketches on it. Um, and I would check that out. Yeah. Okay. Um, note to self. Mm-hmm. I did watch one recently with Brandon. Yep, that is, I was <laughs> gonna say Brandon. No, Brennan, Brennan. Brennan. What am I? What am I? Brennan, losing my mind. Brennan Lee Mulligan. Ma- yep, Brennan mm-hmm. Lee Mulligan. He's my friend. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, but yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, he killed he's the it. C- he's basically the CEO of Tide. He is in the sketch oh, and also in in oh, real, like, in oh, real oh, life. Oh, yeah, oh, he's yeah. yeah. Which is weird that he like wanted to be a sketch performer with College Humor, considering you know the windfall <laughs> profits he must be experiencing. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, he's a jack of all trades. He is. He's doing everything. But so where are you from, Luke? I'm from Westport, Connecticut, originally. Oh. Um, and then I went to school in Baltimore and I lived in New York for about five years. And then for the past three and a half years, I've been a, a cute little L.A. boy. <laughs> how's that? How's that treating so you? Cute. It's going pretty good. I have my Dodgers hat on. The listeners at home can't see that I'm wearing a Dodgers sure, hat, represented. but I am. I'm going to take a picture. of you. Yeah. So people will Don't know. Don't worry. People will know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. And I like doing impressions like do, doing donald trump impressions. i like doing all kinds of impressions <laughs> yeah. uh but trump i taught myself in 2016 when i thought that there'd be no way in hell that he'd win yeah. and i was like oh, i'm gonna be like a fun thing to do yeah. for you know for a little <laughs> while and now i've i've had more use than i ever cared it's to take yeah. well now it's led to you being an exec at big breakfast it, it directly like, directly led to that I'm yeah the That's why they i'm the best i need to do it yeah right wrong wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> That yeah. is spot on. Also, Donald <laughs> Trump, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, I won't leave. I no. love it here. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> gorgeous fair. home. Oh, my God. A bit small for my taste, but gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too good. <laughs> I know. If I don't want to close my eyes because I might have a panic attack. I know. It's fun to, it's fun to make him and uh, Barack Obama talk to each other. You could do that and be like, Can you do a Barack Obama? Yeah, you I, have conversations I can, I can. with yourself. Yeah, okay. So it's like, <laughs> now, Donald, let me be clear. Uh, let me be clear about two things. Number one, uh, this is a gorgeous house in the hills, beautiful Los Angeles community. Now, number two, the plants in the home, aside from the structure, Make it that much prettier. And then Trump's like, wrong. I mean, frankly, a lot of these plants, they may be poisonous. They may have been sent by China. I'm not sure if they were. If they weren't, nobody can say for sure. But I will say one thing, Barack, and it is your presidency was riddled with some of the worst controversies of all time. Okay? Okay. Uh, Yeah. 
Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, we. What a treat. Uh, <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> that was a huge treat. <laughs> Can we do that this whole, the whole time? Yeah, I know. All right, so, um, <laughs> what brought you to LA? So you were in New York? I was in New York, yeah. I, so so after school, um, I worked Where did in, you go to school? Uh, Johns Hopkins. Oh, damn. And I went... No wonder those impressions are so good. <laughs> well, I, that's what I spent a lot of years uh, yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, other kids in. were working on their careers, and I was not. Um, no, I, I went into banking at Morgan Stanley my first year out of school. Oh. I thought that... Uh, that was the way to live a life. And I would have been fine doing that had I liked the job at all. Um, but but <laughs> I just like, just like at all. Yeah, like, like yeah, even, and, and the people who were there, I want to be clear about this. Uh, let me be clear. Um, <laughs> that they were very nice people and it wasn't like, oh, I hate everybody in banking. It just, it didn't mesh with what I saw myself doing, you know, 15 years down the road. And you sort of look at, who these people, you know, are who you're supposed to be looking up to. And you're like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really look up to you. <laughs> so during that time, I uh, started taking classes at UCB, sketch classes and started mm -hmm. performing stand up comedy. And then after a year at Morgan, I was lucky enough to get a very low ranking position at a now non-existent production company. And then from there, writing, directing, producing sort of worked my way. Yeah, Work my way up. Such yeah. a turn. Well, we're happy. Thanks yeah. for Just making that banker. Turn. Well, thank you for believing in me. Yeah. Even then. We've been, yeah. We've been rooting for letters. Yeah. 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 This whole time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's those anonymous letters you got at Johns Hopkins. All right. Well, I can't Don't believe you guys nailed it. You were oh, psychics, wow. the three of you, but it did happened. Did you get the one in blood? I did. <laughs> I still like, have no, that one. Do not. I still no have that bank. one. No bank, no. Yeah. No, no bank, bank, no. <laughs> and it was around the time of the crisis, uh, the financial crisis. So I thought, you know, I was getting those letters from a lot of people, but yeah. it turns out, yeah. No, it was just us. Just you guys, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in I was in New York for like four and a half, five years, and then and then moved to L.A. in 2014. Wow, uh, yeah. pretty fresh wow. still. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half years. That was fresh a year enough. before me. Yeah. Whoa. You're right? very fresh. Yeah, it was three years last weekend. Three years. Yeah. <gasps> Happy Congratulations. Happy birthday, you guys. Very cool. Do you both like living in LA? What? How do Duh. you feel? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you better. Well, I feel like I only... <laughs> I know, right? It's like... It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a trick question. Um, it actually, like, I feel... Have we t I don't know if we've talked about this, but it feels like it's... I've Last year doesn't count, so I've only been here for two years, you know? Because oh, last yeah. year was... Yeah. I didn't really get to right. live. Last year, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Last year is when Danielle was undergoing, like, heavy chemotherapy. Yeah, that's not a living in L.A. Yeah. yeah. And it was fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It was so hot. Not one of the reasons people come to L.A. Like, it's Undergoing a year of, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, However, she she got great care here. Yeah. Where, where was you your... Where, I was at Kaiser. Yeah. Well, I'm still at Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I was living in East Hollywood, and it was the Hollywood Kaiser. It was like less than a mile from my house. So it was mm -hmm. pretty nice, like not having to drive very far for treatment and yep. stuff. So Yeah. First, it was real close. And then when Violet came and visited, she could just like pop yeah. in an Uber or Lyft. That's Danielle's mom. That's my mom. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kaiser's, I mean, it's an unbelievable compound. Just it driving, really just to get to Silver Lake from, you know, I work in West Hollywood. And so doing that drive mm -hmm. on Sunset, I'm like driving through that compound every day. Lucky you went to Kaiser and not the Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Center. It's <laughs> tricky. It could have been. They, they try to look trick you similar. Like yeah. They're structurally similar. Well, I remember mm -hmm. I was like hospitalized for a couple of days because I had a really bad fever. It was neutropenic. 
which is like my white blood cell count was very, very low. And okay. the actual hospital is across the street from the Scientology building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember being there and like looking at it out the window and being like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's <laughs> weird juju. Feeling the presence yeah. of yeah. Scientology. And like yesterday, Lynette and I were watching that, what's her name? Leah Remini. She mm-hmm. has like this A&E series, like, her tell all of about king of queens i'm imdbing it for the listeners in case you're not oh, okay. familiar <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i've spent four hours watching it yesterday uh, before the show wow i missed my doctor's appointment i was gonna ask <laughs> how was how was your appointment you missed it yeah because i forgot that i had to get blood work done before and so i left work early like half an hour early to go to the lab to get blood work because usually half an hour is a good this amount is of how time. bad scientology is <laughs> yes yeah no 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 uh so i I got to the lab and there was only one person working in the lab. I was in the lab for an hour. So by the time I, and like they can't make my medicine because I had to get the Zumeda, which is like the bone strengthener that I get every three months. And it's like an IV for like 15 minutes. And then every month I have an injection of the Zolidex, which is an ovarian suppressant. Um, And they can't, they can't mix the Zumeda in the pharmacy until they have my blood work and everything looks good. Mm. So I didn't get my blood work done until like four o'clock. My appointment was at like three thirty. Yeah. So I rescheduled for Monday. I well, didn't see Doctor K. Eh. But Monday. That's not so bad. Yeah. That's Monday. Terrible. I'm blaming Scientology. No, I'm and then we went home you. and like got sucked <laughs> into the Scientology show. Yeah, I would. Blame and I was like, one more episode, and then it's like, no. You're like Monday morning. You're like, ah, I missed another appointment. <laughs> Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> I don't know why Jerry Seinfeld's in your apartment. All the time. Well, Luke, you came. You you told me in advance that you were comfortable talking about your cousin who passed away yeah. from cystic fibrosis. Yeah. So I thought we would talk a little bit about cystic yeah. fibrosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar like even though after, yeah. after going through all that are you familiar are you a cystic fibrosis expert now i'm not an expert i am i am a doctor <laughs> i'm not i don't specialize in that area um <laughs> no i mean you know just just by virtue of so i was 5 years old when wow. clay was born mm-hmm. and you know my mom's uh sister my aunt Ange, and my mom were very very close and so every weekend I would spend with Clay and Addie, Clay's older sister, um, okay. who, who, you know, I'm still very close with. But I was an only child till I was 14. My dad got what? remarried, and I have two half siblings. But like, Clay and Addie were my mm. siblings, mm-hmm. really growing up. Yeah. you know, and yeah. we would we would see them, like I said, every weekend uh, almost, and go on vacations with them. And um, so from that age, I think Clay was about a year old when doctors at uh staten island university hospital funny thing about staten island university hospital there's no staten island university it's just a complete it's what? complete bullshit like it they just named the hospital that <laughs> because they it is it a learning hospital i i don't i don't know uh they haven't learned so a lot questions. though about many diseases including cf because oh, they no. failed to diagnose him for a <sighs> year the and worst. then finally my dad who's a doctor in a completely different you know specialty was like talking to my mom you know they were divorced at this point but of course he knew clay and he was like did they check him for cf and they did and they were like well he's got cystic fibrosis oh, um so there was kind of a year into it before oh. we knew that he had cf well, and it actually then, was i'm sorry how old yeah, was he then at that time he was a, he was a year yeah. um a year year and a half and and you know he died when he was six so it was oh. a very oh. severe case but but to answer the question um 
at that point, you know, what, what we understood about the disease and what I understood as like a six and a half, seven year old was that, you know, basically didn't, he didn't have the enzymes in his body necessary to break down, uh, you know, the fluids that we all break down and the mucus that we all break down and it becomes lodged in your lungs. And eventually, Mm. uh, depending on the severity of the case is deadly. It's always deadly, but, but for some people, you know, they live now till they're 30, 40, 50 years old. And for others, they live till they're six years old. Oh. So he had a, you know, really bad case. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thanks. Sorry thanks. Yeah. It's, um, I was talking to my girlfriend about it the other uh, day and she was asking me for some reason, I guess my, my aunt sent me a note that clay had written me mm. Like after he gave, it was funny. He they gave me a skateboard for like my eighth birthday or something. And Clay, as like a you know three year old, wrote this note that was like, "Hope you like the skateboard." Like his mom was helping. Hope mm-hmm. you like the skateboard. If you don't like it, return it in a box. And that, and that was the whole Aww. thing with and return so, instructions. Yeah, it's like okay, in a box uh, to <laughs> where? And and so just put the box outside the door. It was the, yeah, yeah, just leave it there, and the skateboard fairy comes. Yeah. Uh, and so I she sent this to me. And a frame and I put it in my office and and so Fran and I were starting to discuss like my memories of Clay and also the memories after he died Mm -hmm. Uh, and I realized that I I blocked out so much from when I was 11 years old and and he died just like not realizing like all this grief counseling that we did at like Yale New Haven which is the hospital that he died at and and for weeks and months after and like I was like, yeah, I forgot about it. Like, it's yeah. so funny how the brain just suppresses mm-hmm. those bad like, memories. Just, like, yeah. protect you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Move on. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you guys were very close. Yeah, we were very close. It was very, very sad. It and was you very were sad. I mean, you were still pretty young. And yeah. How? Yeah. Can um, you remember what you? I mean, you're saying how it's. You're kind of just remembering now, and yeah, you block some things out, but. Were you were you mad? Were you confused? Um, I think that my parents did, and my my aunt and uncle did a, a good job of prepping myself and Addie, my cousin, his older sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you know, you didn't you didn't know when it was coming, of course, but it was like mm-hmm. in the six months leading up to it, it was like, yeah, this is it's real bad, Play right? Sick. And he had, yeah. yeah, he's he's real sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the you know the 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 therapy that he did with like the mask on and the kind of I remember my aunt. I'm sure it's still like this, but she would literally like pound on his shoulders and chest. There was like a whole therapy routine every night so that he Mm -hmm. could get up this mucus. Yeah. 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 So I've Wikipedia'd a little bit about. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. expert And from what I understood, sort of it's from a it's a genetic disorder. So sort of similar to why Danielle has breast cancer is that there's a mutation in the gene or the gene isn't there something's deleted and um cftr is the gene and it is the blueprints for the protein that basically like embeds on the cell wall to serve as a channel for ions like chloride and water so basically like it regulates your mucus Mm -hmm. and your sweat so people with cystic fibrosis build up a lot of mucus in their lungs and everything because it all gets concentrated because it's not up. working yeah yeah because the protein doesn't get to like travel to do the cell wall and mm-hmm. so everything gets clogged yeah it can't do its job yeah was he like 
sick all the time or did he yeah he really was i mean it was you know and the other the other piece of it was that they they lived on staten island which is like the lung cancer capital of the world you know not of the world of the country certainly um the air quality is like some of the worst even worse than la Mm -hmm. and it's where they lived you know like and and eventually i think a year before he died my mom and dad said you got like come to connecticut yeah like, you know like he, he was our my dad you know my dad got him he, my dad was a doctor at yale at the time mm-hmm. and he got him treated at yale and he was like you guys are coming to new haven all the time yeah just live in connecticut like yeah, we'll help yeah. you find a place and yada 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 but like this is gonna be better for him and they did and not to say that the environment i mean he was very sick anyway but i think that that made him uh, on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. not sicker in terms of the disease necessarily, but just he had a lot yeah, more health ailment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he got to Connecticut, I mean, I hope it did for the last six months or a mm-hmm. year. Um, and he was with closer to his family yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. But but the immune system certainly, you know, is is broken down. Huh. Yeah. What are the yeah. treatments for cystic fibrosis, or what was he doing? Apart from that, like therapy, a lot of enzymes to, to substitute the enzymes that your body doesn't mm-hmm. produce naturally. Um, there was a whole enzyme regimen. And again, like, I, you know, being as old as I was, I'm not sure really the specifics of the drugs he was taking. But I know that, you know, there were like kind of points in the day where he would be delivered certain enzymes by his parents. And then there was also towards the end of his life, the last year and a half or two years, he had a like a stent put in to his chest that was it was like a tube Mm -hmm. that was really right below the surface and so doctors could you know could could drain drain. yeah Yeah, it was it was a draining tube right um did you visit him frequently once he was in the hospital yeah. yeah i mean we were you know it was sort of like almost daily probably i went to uh, to middle school at the time in fairfield which is about a half hour south of new haven and uh, my cousin Addie, once they you know kind of moved to connecticut she was she was in my class we were the same age so we were Mm -hmm. both in the same uh middle school and 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 so yeah a couple three four five times a week we would we would go to the hospital and see him and then my aunt Angie and uncle craig would like take turns sort of staying at the hospital while Mm -hmm. the other one went home and slept and it you know got progressively worse and then i remember the day that he that he ultimately died um you know addy and i were kind of like approached by the two heads of school and brought out of class mm-hmm. and we we're like all right oh, yeah God. this is did you this know is it. did you anticipate mm-hmm. how yeah. how is she doing or how was mm-hmm. she during that whole time and you know you guys are going to school together yeah i'm sure that must have been hard but was it nice that you guys at least had each other to absolutely yeah I mean and I, and I think in the years that followed too we became you know closer I, I, I now she lives in Texas she lives in Marfa um, and oh. is an mm-hmm. artist there and uh, recently bought a house there and just sort of That's like amazing Marfa Addie Schoenger yeah so um we, you know, in the in the past few, she came to visit. Actually, speaking of Trump, she came to visit. She, she came. Uh, speaking of Trump, uh, she she came to visit. I had like an election night party, uh, you know, a year and a half ago now. Thinking like this is in the bag, and I got like all this booze and all this food, worst party and like ever. Hillary stuff. Oh no! And then no, and no. then and then like flash forward two hours, and like every 
woman and man in my house is like sobbing. I'm like, this is not a fun party anymore. <laughs> Worst uh, party ever. Yeah, but Addie was here for for like that week to just hang out, and and it was the first time she'd come to visit me in L.A. But you know, just by virtue of like busyness and careers and all that stuff, we don't see each other nearly as much as we did when we were kids. But there's yeah. always that but connection. You pick is up always, right yeah, where yeah, you left yeah. off, and it's not a there's yeah, that mutual yeah. understanding. Mm-hmm. When did your younger clay become start becoming symptomatic did you guys notice that something was up it, i mean it was or was it kind of i didn't know i didn't notice i mean i was just a wee lad uh yeah. you know <laughs> but of course but baby boy. My, a little baby a little baby he was boy a ba- yeah yeah he was he was what, baby one baby. when he when yeah. he got diagnosed oh, okay. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so it, he was in and out of the hospital and and at staten island university <laughs> hospital yeah. shout out siu <laughs> um <laughs> nobody knew. i mean it's a bad it's a bad hospital <laughs> i can say that yeah. uh sorry if they sponsor the podcast yeah, they, um, uh, they do <laughs> and they do, the dollars uh, are being pulled <laughs> um yeah, just got an email yep <laughs> my uh, zoom magically cut out <laughs> how do they do that sort of uh, just disappears SIU Thetans. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. Scientologists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, like I said, he, he wasn't diagnosed for, for a year or so. And then it, it, it honestly took my dad saying, like, did anybody check him Jesus. for this? Wow. Yeah. What did they, uh, do you remember your parents telling you what they thought it was? No, he did, you know, my mom and, and my mom was just like, Clay's so sick and he's in and out of the hospital so much. And like, you know, we were trying to figure out what's wrong. Um, and I, I, that was as much as we understood yeah. at that point. And then as soon as he was diagnosed, there was a conversation around like what that meant. And How did that, did they sit you down or? I don't remember them? being, yeah. being sat down, but I, I remember the sort of general overview of what the illness was. And, mm-hmm. and just as I describe it today, right. That's what, yeah. that's how they described it to us. And, um, then the question was, was always kind of about like, well, is he going to die? And, and they were always really candid. They were like, wow. yeah. He's gonna die. Wow! So like, and he didn't know that. Wait, of they course, said that to you, or the doctors were always saying that? No, that my like my mom did, oh. and and I don't know if if Angela said it to Addie. I'm sure she knew, but my parents were always like, yeah. "He's gonna die. Did it's a matter of when." I feel like yeah. that was a good thing I think in so. a sense for them to be so candid with you I to think prepare so. you. Yeah, because I was because I was yeah I was ready, and there, and yeah. there's there's no way that you can be totally ready for that, and there's yeah. no way that you can like. It was the first time that I'd really seen like adults just like sob, like the screams of crying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like holy shit. Yeah. Um, you can never be prepared for that, mm-hmm. but you knew that it was on the horizon. It wasn't like yeah. a car accident. You know what yeah. I mean? That all of a sudden it, this it's person was stripped from yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we've ha- we've heard some stories where people are kind of left in the dark because they're kids and they want to protect them and. Yeah. And maybe they don't know as as much and they don't know when, if death is that close. Right. Yeah. So they don't want to be so drastic with the situation with yeah. their children, mm-hmm. but they kind of leave them in the dark sometimes in order to protect them in a sense. Yeah. But then, yeah, in the end, maybe it's it's harder for them to process when that person does pass. Yeah. I don't know what the right answer yeah. is. I think it's really hard. I, I To your point, there's that sense of, do you want to tell your kids and really prep them and have them constantly worried about it or at least risk that. I guess the other side of it is, 
does it do more damage long term <clears throat> to have somebody suddenly pass away? And then that becomes part of your thought process of like, who's going to die next? Like, do people just yeah. go, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 My mom always liked to keep me in the dark about things, even when I'm an adult. My grandfather passed away and my mom like didn't want me to go see him in the hospital because mm. she didn't want me to see him like that. Like, like that. that. Sure. And my dad also passed away a few years ago and it was kind of the same thing. And mm. I'm like, I'm in my twenties, mom. Like I yeah, can yeah, handle yeah. this yeah. and I have to go see them. Yeah. Uh, and it really, I love my mom and I know that it came from a place of wanting to protect me, but sure. like it makes me resentful. Well, Does you, you know, yeah. don't get to okay. say goodbye. Yeah. Well, yeah. On top of that, like at this point, not being supportive of my choices. And then in moments like during childhood when she would leave me in the dark about things, also like ro robbing me of my choice to go yeah. mm -hmm. see someone or, yeah. you know, even though prepare. it was coming from a good place. So well, I remember that's my perspective. No, that makes I mean, know? that's really difficult. Yeah. yeah, my my mom's mom, she had Alzheimer's and I got to a certain point where I wouldn't go and see her anymore because I couldn't handle it. Right. Yeah. For probably for like almost a year before she died. Mm. I guess that's like the flip side of it. Yeah. My but your mom was open with you about yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. But it was just like really pain. My mom would was there every weekend, oh you know, obviously visiting her mom and everything. And mm. I feel like at the time I was being like a selfish kid, like not wanting to go visit my grandma. But now that like I process it, it was like it was really hard for me to see her that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Because you want to remember her. Yeah. So. I don't know. Is any yeah. decision right? No, <laughs> no, no I think right there, there, yeah, there, yeah. there are downsides to, to everywhere you go, and there's no easy way to deal with uh, illness or death. Mm -hmm. you know? That's true. Yeah, at any stage of life, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oi. How old was your cousin Abby? When Addie, Addie, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, she's gonna sue you now for. Uh, <laughs> she was, she, she was, she's a year uh, younger than me, so oh, she okay. was ten and I was eleven wow. when Clay died. Yeah. So your family put? Did you go to group therapy? It or? wasn't group. It was like so. Yale did this thing where they had. I mean, I guess it. I guess it kind of was group therapy. I, to be honest, I don't remember right. what <laughs> happened in the therapy. Sure. Uh, but it was yet, you know, for like very traumatic experiences for the immediate family of the the person who passed away, and and usually the child who passed away. Um, because we, my mom and I were so close, you know, the families were so close. It was sort of like all counted as an immediate family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so we did undergo several, you know, sessions, I guess, uh, to hear my mom tell it of that sort of counseling. Yeah. I know you guys expected him to pass away, but did you notice any like shift in the family dynamic after he did or just because it was such a yeah, process certainly. that like no, you all certainly. evolved together? No, certainly shifts. Uh, and I don't know the extent to which I like I should air that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. but there were certainly shifts. I think that once a once a anybody dies, but especially once a child oh, dies, yeah. the dynamic is often mm -hmm really catastrophic for mm -hmm. the nuclear family you know and the yeah. parents of that of that oh, of yeah. that kid yeah. you know yeah I see. yeah yeah rough Ew. stuff 
rough stuff. I know. I'm just like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's and and I'll be, I'll be. You know, let me be clear. Both, both. <laughs> Obama is here he's, to make he's, us feel he's better. Back. Yes, uh, finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, both, both of Clay's parents are amazing people and uh, went on to kind of live great lives, but separately. Yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I mean by that. So that I was gathering and yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah, typically yeah. what happens. Yeah. 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 That's like a very traumatic thing to go through. You would think like, or would want to be positive that something like that would bring you closer together, but there's Sometimes no way. I think it does. Sometimes it, it does, but I think more often than not, I think that it's, it's not even so much about the, the, uh, specific parties involved whether they be Mm -hmm. parents or siblings or it's just like so much of your focus is on this this one person and this one issue for so many years and and then i think you sort of lose part of the connection that you had before that maybe i I don't know that's all conjecture but yeah right and that changes you i think that's fair speculation you're like i think that on the other end of that you're two completely different people yeah Yeah. so and those two people are not compatible anymore maybe not anymore yeah yeah yeah, I would imagine mm-hmm. that Oy. this person is always reminding, you know, that yeah. also serves as a painful reminder. Absolutely. Of course, we are speculating because it didn't, you know. Yeah, but I think I that's probably s- true. Yeah. I mean, how are you doing now? Do you feel like this shaped your path? I know that's kind of like a big question. Yeah. And you were talking about how earlier you didn't, your girlfriend was asking you questions and you kind of like suppressed a lot of memories. Yeah, yeah. Well, how was that? I mean, was that very emotional? Like you're like remembering all these things and... Yeah, I mean, it is emotional. I, it's so funny. I think like so many people and like so many men, probably, I have this strategy of distancing myself from those emotions and sort of like, I think that, that I, hopefully now this is changing with, with, uh, young boys and teenage boys. And I think it's getting better, but even I'm 29, I'm not that old, but there is still this like stoicism that's encouraged. And I think that I, I have practiced that certainly in my, in my life that I'm like, she's like, why don't you ever cry? (laughs) And I'm like, it's not that I don't want to, it's just like, I kind of can't like, I'm like at this point now where I just like, I can't, (laughs) it doesn't, they don't come. The tears (laughs) don't come. You know? I, feel, I feel that way too. Yeah. I know Danielle <laughs> argues, says that she never cries. No. And I argue yeah. that like Danielle's like my rock through her whole experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to burn. Hopefully I haven't burned no. you. I'm the tears I get a good cry everyone. in when I'm like alone, I guess. I'm yeah. somewhere it's in hard between, for me to like just come out and cry. Yeah. Yeah. When's car- the last car- time? Compartmentalize. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sundays are rough sometimes. I just, you know, wake up and the she's scaries. like, I never cry. I'll just watch a movie. Every I've been watching This Is Us and every episode makes me cry like a little baby. Well, good. Get it out. <laughs> Get it out. That's watch what This, this Is, is Us, us. is yeah. for. It's so good. So I'm like, ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Luke, do you remember the last time you cried? The last time I watched This Is Us. Uh, <laughs> Every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. He's never um, seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. So, um, so, so never. Uh, the last time I cried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had I, I, I cried a bunch during uh, in 2010 during my Morgan Stanley experience. Oh, boy. Because I was oh. just so, you know, really like nervous breakdown territory. I graduated school in 2010. And I think that for my whole life 
there was oh and i think this is true for a, a lot of kids graduating college this was in no way unique but for for my whole life there was like the next goal right then mm-hmm. the next grade the next phase mm-hmm. of life the next achievement i was always like super high achieving mm-hmm. president of my classes like I had a, a rhythm. I was VP. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> student government, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then I think after, after I graduated, there was this sense of like, wait, so this is my life now. Like, this is life life. Mm-hmm. And the decisions that I make will affect how people remember me and and that and that was always a big fear of mine was like being forgotten that was always a which is yeah. very weird to kind of admit but it's true um hey i think is this all... the first time you've admitted that i think publicly uh <laughs> outside go. of a therapy office uh i think that's a fair I don't, like I yeah don't, i don't struggle with that i don't know i don't know why really yeah like you being may. forgotten by whom like the entire world like the entire world doesn't know me so but like why would they remember me yeah there's that I mean, idea of like leaving your mark i think yeah that, i don't know yeah. i've never i think as human beings like you know it's our instinct to want to survive and i think part of survival also means like being remembered like yeah. you were sort here. of like your immortality yeah, exactly like, i think it's more about the mark and what di- what did i do what did my life mean yeah, yeah. we right. make mm-hmm. a podcast well, that, yeah. <laughs> that will we're, live on forever to, this is gonna someone <laughs> in the future yeah they're gonna, gonna pick like, up the uh, the zoom going in a time yeah. capsule and we will what live. is this buried <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> this artifact and it will be yeah. us thousands of years old <laughs> um but yeah i mean well, you were lost you were I feeling was lost and i and i i was just sort of was undergoing an existential crisis and i think that it was probably a pretty privileged existential crisis to be having like banking in morgan stanley (laughs) and like i had to move back home to fairfield county right (laughs) but i had to live with my parents which sucked uh no but it was very painful at that smoke weed yeah they did they did they were were like you should like you can quit (laughs) like they're just like the most like hippie parent you can quit don't worry uh and and but it but it was about you know redefinition and i and i think that it once I found comedy uh, or rediscovered comedy, because I was a child actor, just like commercials and voiceovers and like was from like 10, 11, 12, 13 till I wanted to be on sports teams and couldn't have an agent in New York anymore because I wanted to like play basketball. Yeah. Um, But that was my first real love was comedy and performing. And then I rediscovered that when I was, you know, 23. So you yeah. weren't in like plays or anything in high school? I or? was in plays in high school. I was uh, not in college, though. Yeah. And and college was sort of the time surrounded by kids who were still very close friends of mine. But but surrounded by people who, you know, it was like, what what do you do once you graduate? You become a doctor, you become a lawyer, you become a hedge fund. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like those were the kids. Sure. And performing or entertainment or writing was just not part of the lexicon. Now, Johns Hopkins has actually done a, a lot of great work in their film and media studies department. Shout out JHU <laughs> Film and Media Studies Department. Shout Become out. a, a major. And, um, and, and I, I go back and, and talk often at the program. And, and, but yeah. the kids who come out of there now are really great and talented. So Well, that's, that's pretty cool. Freaking cool. Yeah. That's cool I was cool. wondering how one goes from banking to... Yeah, I know, but now we know. <laughs> now we know. See, the you're biz. allowed to change tears. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, uh, it was tears. <laughs> that's the last That's time. it. You haven't cried in eight years? I haven't really haven't cried in eight it. years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. You need a good cry. Need a good, yeah. good old fashioned cry. You know how you do that? Squeeze them out. Watch This Is Us. 
Watch Sundays. This is Us. <laughs> Sundays, <laughs> NBC. <laughs> it is NBC, right? Yeah. yeah. I've been watching it on Hulu because I don't have, like, real TV. Yeah. But cord cutter. Yeah. Cord cutter. Mm-hmm. The umbilical cord of cable. That's right. That's <laughs> oh, right. Oh, shit. I never thought of it that way. That's fucking deep, Tana. It is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm only Whoa. halfway through my coffee. So <laughs> watch out. <laughs> wow. I'm on my second one. <laughs> Ooh. I know. I can't do that. That's cool. But yeah, the you were kind of talking yeah. about like what? Coffee? I don't know. Oh, no, the tongue thing. Like, uh, <laughs> meant drinking two cups like, of coffee. No, 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 you can't I roll can't, your tongue. I can't roll. Yeah, I can't do it. You just got to be from South Florida or Argentina. Yeah. I am yeah, just I South Florida. I'm not Latina. Can you do just it? Just South Florida. Huh? But so you said something earlier because you were kind of like my very privileged problems, which I think is an interesting issue because I always feel a lot of shame whenever I feel bad because I'm like, what do I have to feel bad yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Uh, everything is technically good, but I think you're allowed to feel your feelings and like it's your personal worst and you need to do what you need to do in order to grow. Yeah. And everyone else will be better for it. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen I want my phone back. Come on. I there's know. there's need real. That. <laughs> yeah, need making that good, good contributions to society. Yeah. I mean, those mm-hmm. are fun shows and you need fun shows. Yeah, that's true. You know? Wait, you can you need tell us laugh. a little bit more about it? Yeah, please. About I want my phone back. Yeah. Uh, tell the people. It tell was, the people. That was a so we oh did Oh my god. It's <laughs> it's it's like really hard to watch in a, in a good way and like a cringy way. Um we did a couple seasons for Facebook Watch. You can mm-hmm. you can check it out there. But it started as a college humor original that we just tried out. And we were like, hey, if you send somebody out on the street and, and ask people for their phones and then did progressively oh. more insane things on them for varying amounts of money, how far could you get with yeah. people? And that's that's like the whole show. Wow. But it's but it's just amazing what people will let you do before they say, I want my phone back <laughs> and and end the game. Uh, so it's, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. scripted comedy has always been uh more my passion and it was cool to get to do hot date for that reason yeah. but but i want my phone back was like the first thing that i really show ran and and i do have a special place in my heart for it because even watching the episodes now i'm like oh boy i know what's gonna happen and this is real hard to watch <laughs> yeah and people respond like some it's very polarizing i love cringe comedy mm-hmm. and not cringe comedy in the sense of like that's so disgusting but in the like well, hyper like, awkward yeah, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. We, yeah we had we had a uh one person that this woman was on she's like 25 and we're like, for fifty dollars, will you let us call your grandmother and tell her that you left your phone at the strip club where you were auditioning to get stage time? And it was like this like old Mexican woman who we had to call, and she only spoke Spanish. And so one of our production assistants was fluent and got on the phone with this woman and like tried to like talk her off a cliff. It was really oh hard to watch. Gosh. And then and then yeah. and then in the end, we had to release. We couldn't release her voice. Oh. She wouldn't sign she a thing. She was oh. so pissed off so we had to cut around the yeah but i mean the granddaughter won the granddaughter ended up winning like 800 bucks on the show it's like pretty good yeah shout out to the production assistant oh hell yeah oh hell yeah that That production assistant a year later became my girlfriend not on not on set this is my current girlfriend yeah so shout out francesca smith for uh being fluent in spanish and helping us yeah work through that yeah yeah was so was i want my phone back the kind of like accomplishment that's yeah helped you gain momentum yeah i mean i I, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's super simple, simple. fun idea. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, which is awesome. I think within the within the college humor big breakfast ecosystem, it helped me gain momentum in terms of like moving out of the sketch comedy space and into the mid form and then eventually long form TV space. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing in that regard. But I the first project that really you know, showed me that I could run a project and write and produce and kind of staff a project was uh, in 2012-13. I did this show, I guess it was 13, I did this show called Remix the Movies for uh, what was a partnership between Maker Studios and Tribeca Film when YouTube started giving, you know, all of these channels investments, right? And they started a channel called Picture Show all about, you know, movie content. And they one of their comedy verticals was movie-based sketch comedy. And so we did this show called Remix the Movies and did like nine episodes of um, just movie-based sketch. And, you know, on like a shoestring budget, Mm. We pulled it off and and I'm still really proud of them. They were really funny. But that's when I started working with Josh Rubin and Vince Pione, two college humor directors at the time. Um, And ultimately, those guys got me my job at college humor. Like a few months later after we wrapped that show, they were like, hey, you want to come in and like interview for a writer's job at at college humor? And then the rest, uh, you know, I've been there for almost five years. So, oh, yeah, it's history. Yeah. Nice. Well, I but love you've been about here in LA at three and a half. Yeah, but years. I was in the so uh, there was in the New York there. office. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. So, so we still have transfer. we still have the New York office, but in 2013, midway through 2013, most of the creative team moved to LA. Yeah. I stayed in New York for another like eight months or so. I had an apartment and was just sort of like, I wanna take some time. And mm-hmm. also, I was doing um i was writing and directing initially a college humor in the in the branded content space that's where i started so that you know it was easy for me to kind of be in new york Mm -hmm. at first because so many ad agencies are there and then when i moved out here i kind of changed over to originals and then and then started working at big breakfast about a year later and you grew up on the East Coast, like you basically. Yeah, I grew up there. Your, your family and everything. Yeah, like absolutely. Did yep. you visit New York a lot as a kid? Yeah, my he was so. an actor. I was, he's yeah. Like, so I was, he was o- out there hustling. I was always working. there. My little, my little like bowl cut was out there. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so that's where you. Do can we see child? pictures? I, know. Yeah. I, know. I really want to see this child see actor kid. photos. I, I, you send I, us pictures. Yeah, for I Instagram? will. I will send you pictures. I'll have to get them from my mom. Um, yes. But oh, I will yeah. send you pics. You don't have them. I mean, yeah, it's not your wallpaper on my, your cell phone right now. Yeah, it's not anymore. I changed it right before I came today, thinking this might come up. Delete. Delete. So embarrassed. Put it in the vault. I know. But yeah, I did spend a lot of time in New York. Both of my parents are from New York. And so between my mom's family in Staten Island and then my dad's, uh, most, you know, many of which were in Manhattan when I was growing up, we were always, you know, we were always kind of going back and forth. And then what about LA? Did you visit? The first time I came, I was like 11 or 12. My dad Mm -hmm. had to come out here for work and I, I, I loved it. I fell in love with it. And it was actually... The first thing that I'd ever written was a spec episode or spec outline, because that's how the show's done, of Curb Your Enthusiasm that I hand-delivered to Hofflin Pallone, Larry's management firm, when I was 12 years old. I, like, stuffed stuffed the... Uh, great. the paper That's into amazing. this like little Hilton envelope. And my dad was like, do you want like a real like Manila? And I was like, I, was <laughs> no, like, no, I no, got no, this. No, no. And I this walked it up there. Out. Walked it up there with my Von Dutch trucker hat. Oh, I no. swear to God. 
that was the time. Yeah. You are bringing no. it back. Mm-hmm. Man. The, the G Baby watches. When you G Baby watch on your Von Dutch. Yeah, have that G Baby. That G Baby. Have that G Baby. Those were not popular at the same and time. And that's, they, I don't know if they were. They, they were they, they, there was some. My, at the hotel we were staying at, um, uh, Pharrell was at, was staying at the hotel Say what? in like, it was like 2002 or three. And I asked the valet, I saw him come in and his and valet, whatever. And I asked the valet to have him sign the Von Dutch hat for me, <laughs> the, the bottom ri- the brim, but I didn't want to ask him. I was so nervous. So I was like, next time he comes, can you get him to sign it? And oh I remember like, I gave him $20 and I was like, can you just like take care of this? For me? <laughs> I was like wheeling and dealing. Yeah, and then, and then when I got this 20, a, got yeah. your name on it. Yeah. Go getter. Yeah. yeah. And then he, and then he did. I came back later that night after, after going to like universal studios and, and, and he was like, yeah, we got the hat for you, man. I was like, yeah. Did yeah. he just sign it? Like he probably the valet probably just signed, just signed it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for the easiest twenty bucks. Do you still ever. have that hat? I don't think I do have that. <gasps> Why? My dad and stepmom threw out a bunch of like things that they didn't know were important to me from my like they were just like, well, I don't know what this stuff is. There was like there was like a sweatband from Kenyon Martin when I went to like a Nets game and he threw it to me. They were like all these weird like childhood keepsakes. And my dad was like, I just didn't know what this stuff was. And so I was I like, threw well, it very away. cool. Yeah, so I incinerated <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> 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 I said were they moving there. like what was the it's reasoning for throwing now. it away it was just like I, they, they were weren't even up, moving it was just like I don't know I hate this drawer so <laughs> I'm throwing everything away that's in it my mom Bye. did the same thing no way my mom like, holds on to everything She's like, you need to come and, and clean out this stuff. Oh, your mom's And then, nice. like, every time I talk to her, she's like, I've got all this stuff. You know, and then she'll tell me <laughs> everything that's in the Moms box. Moms love that. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, Mom. Well, I'm like, Mom, you that. can get rid of it. But I have these shoes from, like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and she no describes the shoes you. for me. And then she sends me, so she sends me a picture of the shoes. And I'm like, Mom donate them i don't need them anymore a month later danielle do you want these shoes still i'm just like yeah okay. does she send Fine. you live pictures <laughs> yes. every time I <laughs> she can't turn the live off she, i know and then she's like oh my phone has no storage i don't know what's going on <laughs> how do i use my phone i'm like i can't help my you you're on the other side of the country because my parents are gonna move out of their house so yeah. they're like oh i didn't know that <laughs> oh no yeah they well they just visited last week so i spent a week with well, them and my know. sister Aww. I know my whole life is crumbling <laughs> below me. So um, it's, it's my childhood home. Sometime. I was born and raised wow. there, yeah. and I just you know you think it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like this is my home. This is my room. They sat you down. They sat me down. It, it's truly. hard. And also like my mom sat me down. She's like we're gonna go to the bank because our will is there. And I was like what? <laughs> what? Whoa! What's happening? And then <laughs> while we were waiting at the bank. For her to bring the will out for me to have a copy, you know, talking about their inevitable death. Yeah. <laughs> then she's like, uh, we're looking to sell the house. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is too much. This is too much. All at once, really? Like, can we just. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted to get it over with. Yeah. They're just trying to prep you Aww, and protect mama. you. But then you I, know? you know, it's, it's, I was like, man, why do they want to leave? Like, again, we've been there f- since a year before I was born. And, like they have good friends in the neighborhood. It was a pretty idealistic childhood because mm-hmm. all of the neighborhood mm-hmm. f- kids were like around my age and my sister's age. We'd all play together. She would and run make around with her shirts on. Yeah, I was like, boys don't have to wear clothes. I'm not either. Yeah. Um, but 
I was like, all your friends are there. Like, what are you going to move to like Tampa and no, nothing against Tampa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Tampa. <laughs> like Tampa, have no Staten Island friends before. over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then I realized that there are people too. Yeah. They're not just your parents. Yeah, no, no, no. They're so my mom just yeah. retired and she wants to like travel, get an RV and wow. see. The That's states. the dream. I'm like, that's great. And she's does watercolor, so she's going <laughs> to so do cute. that more, and she'll do plain air painting. On the yeah, front. they give their lives to their kids, mm-hmm. and then it's and like... And then we still expect that. I yeah, would like 31. to have my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to stay in this house for me so, to come back yeah. to. <laughs> so now I, it's... Yeah, now I'm starting to digest it, and we talked a little bit more when they were visiting last week, and um, I'm trying to convince them to move out here. Yeah. Although their financial advisor's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I've got my mom like 75% on board. She's like, what? I mean, she has like a couple more years until she retires, and she's very much but considering the moving out here. It's very special to my mother. <laughs> she followed me to Tallahassee. My garbage to my parents. <laughs> um, so they're like, they mentioned <laughs> while they were out here, they're like, oh, yeah, so we're looking on the West Coast. And I was like, oh, really? Well, yeah. Oh, Florida. Oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, Naples. Yeah, come on out. <laughs> Just no. not Clearwater. That's where the Scientologists are. Oh, crap. My parents <laughs> are going to become Scientologists. It's going to be They're a moving to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you still have your childhood home in, in Connecticut? We moved so much that I honestly like never really got attached to one place. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my dad is sort of one of these people who is... Um, tremendously indecisive and so would buy a house and then would like redo the entire house and then be like I don't like it anymore be like, I kind of don't like this anymore and I think that there's a deal to be had like three streets over and he would like always get us on board of like listen all right so we're gonna sell this house he like always be wor- wheeling and dealing something Amazing. all right so we bought that we also own this house down the street and we gotta figure out how to sell this one to get into that one yeah. Yeah. it's like you and the hat so, and pharrell I know. that's i got it from somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we could have sold that pharrell hat on ebay and made a fortune we could have made over 60 dollars with that hat yeah it was yeah. what von dutch but or, it was a forgery was yeah. for sure it was, it was definitely a forgery yeah. Yeah, thinking I'm back sorry. on it, I'm sorry. That's rough. Dana, I picking know, his I little thirteen-year-old heart. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make you feel better that your dad incinerated Tossed your hat. It. I don't know. Thinking back, I had a lot of like weird rip-offs like that in my like. I also bought for my like 14th birthday. I was a huge basketball fan, and I uh, the 2002 NBA All-Star Game or 2003 NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> Allen Iverson wore number six for, to honor Dr. J. In the uh, his Sixers jersey was number six. They were like, "This is a game worn Iverson jersey for five hundred dollars," and like it was just like a jersey that somebody like sprayed weird oh. color on. <laughs> and I like looked back and I was like, "That's not the jersey that oh, was in the game." They sprayed cologne on it <laughs> to make they it sweat seem around like it's like, oh, it's like game worn. Yeah, because that was like a big deal. It was a big deal then to have game worn like memorabilia. Yeah, because yeah. they wore this. It's a part mm-hmm. of them. Well, they yeah, sweat. I, I mm-hmm. think about like their DNA. I would yeah. want a shirt that Justin Timberlake wore yeah. during a concert. Hell yeah. I was obsessed with NSYNC. I was also obsessed with NSYNC. <laughs> I loved NSYNC. Okay, who did you like? Yeah. Justin. Yeah, yeah. okay, thank you. By far the best. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yours again? Mine was Lance, only because Justin seemed so unattainable. Everyone was going <laughs> right. after uh, Justin, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to settle for Lance. <laughs> I'm going to so settle. Sorry, he's not, not settling, but you know, 
I think I no. You settled down, deep down. You just but know he. You know I Lance he was gay. is even more unattainable. Yeah, yeah because he was he's gay. Lance. Yeah. I met recently. Mm, yeah, I directed Lance in a Sonic commercial last year. We did Very this like cool. this, and and he was the oh. nicest human being. Sonic the great. the restaurant, not yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Not Sonic the Hedgehog. Although that would be a good would crossover be cool. branding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was really sweet and really great. Yes, phew. So, yeah. Phew, phew. Was it a fun? Was it a comedic commercial? It was. Yeah, it was great. It was like this. Um, it, no, was, it was super serious. Was, was it a dramatic <laughs> commercial? Was it like a car commercial? No, it or, was. Uh, it was a lot of. A lot of tears. Uh, <laughs> no, it was this. It was a. It was Sonic and also uh, lip sync battle. I just yeah. read an article. Breaking news. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or something, but it was how you know how InSync took a break. Yeah. And then Justin came out with this solo album, yeah, and yeah. we were all like, "What's going on? What it's happening? fine. They're gonna get back together after Justin crumbling. gets us out of his way." Out of yeah. His <laughs> yeah. But really, it was just like Justin's like, I'm the shit. I'm hot as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super talented. <laughs> In the meantime, the rest of them were just twiddling their thumbs, like just waiting for Justin to come back because they all intended that, to yeah. continue. But then Justin was like, nah. He was like, nah, mm. like future sex love sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Justin did, did really well and yeah. so yeah wow my god you brought Justin <laughs> and so I, I was just like I love this album and <laughs> it's like yeah it's so wait let me close my eyes and just really pretend that he's so really much here. cultural appropriation <laughs> in that voice yeah. I, I love I love me I love me some Justin I do but there's a lot of like yeah and then it was just like crazy to see like <laughs> It was like oh, a little know. bit Eminem too yeah, in there. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. growing well, up and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A little the cornrows. <laughs> which, which, oh, which, 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 which I <laughs> did you rock the cornrows? Oh my gosh! In eighth grade. What? Yeah. How, like, did I you lo- go to the Bahamas? Is there a picture? I didn't go. There is a picture <laughs> that I can share with you, and I've been very open about this because I feel very bad about it, and I know that it's going to come out at some point. So I'd rather just get very <laughs> get far ahead of it. Coming out now. And and I and I've talked about it on a couple other podcast but yeah i do have a picture i'll send it to you I yeah see, i see yeah. you yeah 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 <laughs> yep yep I was friends with you, the Florida, the Miami version. Oh, I'm sure there are a lot of us in South Florida. Oh my gosh, yeah, Yeah. so much. Uh, Yeah, I had cornrows at one point. Yes. Oh hell yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I get you. Yeah Yeah. cool. Um, From the Bahamas, um, Jamaica. From the Keys, a cruise. Okay. The keys. Yeah, but see, you had like it was like a vacation cornrow session. I just like went to Bridgeport and was like, "All right, let's do this up." Yeah, (laughs) that takes a lot. I was cutting edge. Yeah, I was. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I just went to the keys and they're like, "You want them?" And I was like, "Okay." I want to bring it back to kind of what we were talking about earlier with your family and and everything you guys had gone through. Um, because CF is genetic so but i don't know was anyone concerned about getting like genetic testing done or anything like yeah that? my so my addy had it done i think um i ne- i didn't have it done i will if yeah. i have kids mm-hmm. you know before i have kids um yeah but but I, it, it was certainly a conversation and everybody was like yeah you know before you have kids you should you should get it tested it's like a double you know two recessive yeah. genes mm-hmm. put together with that stop you from having children or i don't know i i'm i still feel Whoa. probably a decade away no it's a yeah. good question yeah. i still i feel probably a decade away from from kids if mm-hmm. i'm going to have them i do like kids but there's <laughs> a, right. there's a certain yeah okay <laughs> but there's a certain uh 
Michael Scott, little kid lover, uh, <laughs> which lets people know exactly where I am on dating sites. Yeah, uh, good, good. <laughs> you hang out at playgrounds? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh um, so I do that at dog parts. Dog parts. Dog parts. I do that. I do that at dog parts. (laughs) (laughs) I I get that going at dog parts. Um, That sounds wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but I I I am afraid of 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 not just CF, but there are just so many things that can go wrong. I I I recently watched, and I brought this up on my podcast earlier this week, which is like I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this. Oh, when's that coming out? uh, Because it's monthly. Yeah, it's monthly. This episode will be out. I think next th- next Thursday. It's the second Thursday of every month. Um, so Mary Beth Monroe and Andy Cobb were on, and and I feel comfortable saying that they're pregnant because they said it a bunch of times on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations to them. It's very exciting. But I kept talking about and even after the podcast, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> this 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 movie. We need to talk about Kevin. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. So I just saw it. I don't and know I what it is. I loved it. It's so good. So Tilda yeah. Swinton and John C. Riley. It's uh-huh. based on a book um, about a, he's a psychopath. Yeah, he's a sociopath. A sociopath. Ezra yeah. Miller. Mm-hmm. Ezra Miller. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable performances oh all gosh. around. You so gotta good. see it. It's crazy. So before I got in here, Mary Beth <laughs> emailed me in the car and was like, "Why did you?" make me watch that movie you she's pl- like, you she's planted like the seed. it was amazing but now i'm like, just like very cool film. i'm fucking paranoid about having a psychopath baby now oh my god so i know Jeez. Yeah. but so that's i mean not that that's very common but my point is i am afraid in general about what could go wrong psychopath or sociopath that's the same thing it's not the same thing well don't they not diagnose people psychopath they don't anymore? diagnose children as psychopaths oh. well, um you can be a sociopath and still have a healthy functioning, functioning life. You can. This yeah. kid was a psychopath. Okay. He he ended up in uh, the movie. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, uh, Ezra Miller's character Kevin was a was a psychopath, and and it mm-hmm. was about you know it culminated. It's no secret what it's about, so it's not spoiling anything. But mm-hmm. culminated in uh, you know a school massacre. Yeah. And so it was like oh. the leading up to that point from birth. What was his life like? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. It I mean, is. Wa- watch, watch it. It, <laughs> watch it was it. awesome. It was but really I have well the done. yeah, I have those same fears too. And like, I mean, I'll whatever. My dad was like not a. Some might argue that he might be a, might have been a sociopath. Yeah, he was just not. He was a no troubled man. Yeah, uh, didn't feel feelings and not a very nurturing man. Uh, so there is this part of me. That's like, I don't know, you know, I know there's like the nature versus nurture and I know yeah, you had yeah. a rough childhood, but still like there's this part of me that's like, what if yeah. maybe you don't know, maybe there's some genetics to it. Yeah. We just don't know. What if I have a, an emotionless baby? Oh, oh God. Yeah. It's um, but then, yeah. Uh, do you feel that like you're maybe subconsciously putting off genetic testing because you're in a relationship now and yeah maybe i i i honestly am just sort of for a lot of reasons i think i'm very afraid to to have kids and i don't know if i don't know if it's you know because of clay maybe part of it's that i think that more so it's just like it's scary. Number one, with genetic disorders aside, uh, mm-hmm. will you be a good parent? All that stuff, mm-hmm. but but also just like, yeah, all of the potential things, and not knowing personally if I could 
separate myself from myself to mm-hmm. really give the child what he or she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm 29, right? Maybe, maybe yeah. that changes, uh, as you get older, but I, for right now I'm like, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Do you have any pets? I have a plant in my office oh, boy. that I water with LaCroix <laughs> and it actually, it, it thrives. Really? Is that the, the trick? Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that because everyone makes fun of me. Heather, didn't you do a bit with that? Like you were... Well, Anna, my... my uh, con- well, you know Anna. Mm-hmm. Duh. Uh, Anna makes fun of me because like if there's leftover soda water or LaCroix and leftover water, like I'll give it to my plants. But she's like, you give your plants LaCroix? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm saving the environment. Yeah. Okay, I'm not letting this go to waste. I'm like, the plants like it. They do. It's like... Yeah. The, it's Carbonated like, water yeah. actually makes it, them grow stronger. It, perk, they, yeah. it perks them up. Yeah. It's like their catnip or... Yeah. I, I would think know. mineral like, water would. But mineral, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe mineral water is better, but I, the, the bubbles in <laughs> this. It's, a, it's, you know. it's strictly LaCroix that you water it <laughs> strictly with? It is only <laughs> because we have it for free. Yeah, it Any fl- flavor oh, okay. I'll grab, but we have it for free at the office. So right, I'll just stop bragging. Yeah, oh, so chips. many LaCroix. Oh, wow. So many free LaCroix. Free kind of snacks. A lot of snacks. Yeah. A lot of snacks. Lot of snacks. Mm. The other day I ate uh, very shamefully like walking by. Uh, my assistant, I ate a Kit Kat and a bag of Doritos. Like, oh, brought, at like, once? Brought, like you were like... Brought it and like, br- I like have to like hide food when right. I'm going by because I'm like, Shameful. I'm a trash human. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, did you eat lunch yet, dude? I'm like, uh, I do that. I just, like, I'll go to the shoveling. gas station and grab some chips, but I just oh. walk in real proud of them. It's like out and open. Yeah. Fuck you don't it. know those people. Yeah. The thing is, when somebody's judging you... Yeah, I guess like, so. <laughs> you're like, I kind of ate lunch but it's, it has this. no nutrition yeah, it was so this. no yeah it didn't well this is some fuel good for my next question this is something we tend to ask everybody but how's your relationship with your body now and in, in terms of like i don't know prevention and thing and things like that like do you eat organic Ugh, do you no, wear sunscreen i don't i wish i i do wear sunscreen i am terrified of skin cancer so i do wear sunscreen and i'm one of those people who like sits by the pool like in a sweatshirt you know what i mean like just like a complete nightmare in that sense and like goes to the beach but like is always kind of like and i like the beach but under I, the umbrella yeah like no arts. sun exposure yeah. uh, where does that stem I'm from a delicate flower. the fear of skin cancer i mean I, i'm just i'm like very fair skin. i'm pretty fair yeah. Uh, and my dad has had a couple of, of, you know, melanomas Mm -hmm. removed Mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah, there's like a history of it, I guess. Um, not that, you know, he's caught them or his dermatologists have caught them before they become Mm -hmm. fully cancerous. But, um, yeah, so there's a fear about that. And then, and then in terms of caring for myself, the one thing that I do that's, I do run, I try to run a few miles, both Saturday and Sunday, Mm that's my work at like during the week I'm yeah. I'm a trash bag I don't that's do great. anything but at least that's yeah you're that. active on the weekends yeah, yeah, yeah. More than did you do it this active? morning or are you gonna do I'm it gonna later do this afternoon because it is warm out it's hot it's, so you have to be careful well it's I, I'm hearing two different things <laughs> is it hot or is it warm <laughs> well, yeah to me it's warm out if it's if you're in the shade and it's breezy and it's cool that's warm out yeah it's nice because yeah. it'll shade. be warm in the sun yeah I think if you're cool. running a few miles, you're fucked, dude. I think I'm <laughs> you're fucked. Super fucked. I will yeah, say this: I got one of those like those like real weird like douchey because my hair is kind of long right now. <laughs> like real weird like douchey uh, like head wrap things. <laughs> 
a wrap? Like not a doesn't cover my whole I mean, head, but I'm you know what here. I mean. Like your yeah. hair comes out the top of it. Oh, like just, I know like, like soccer. Player. It looks like, like a sleeve. So, it's like a sleeve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. So sleeve I, for your head. I just got it off Amazon, and nice. I'm gonna test that out today. Wow, <laughs> with your hair like flopping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if Real you had the headband lakey. that your dad incinerated, you <laughs> could I use would've. that sweatband. Yeah, I would have. Would you have used that though, or was it too precious? Not. It's too precious. And the sleeve is cool running around the Silver Lake Reservoir. Oh, so it's it was. It's you that I've seen. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's oh. me that I've. It's you. It's me it's that you. you've seen, and me, and me and you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, like who's that guy with this? I think he, he just cut got a sleeve. sleeve off of a T-shirt Did and then put it on, put his, it on head. his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Does it wick the sweat away from you? They say that, All but right. uh, I'll be well, the judge. Well, you'll find out. Let yeah, us know. Yeah. I know. You come back and let Wanna us review. know yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your dad had a few melanomas. I guess. What do you think when you hear the word cancer? You know, what? I, I know that's like a tough question. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's um. I think. Oh shit. Seriously. I mean like that's it's it's and I'm sure that you thought that right upon diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It was probably like boo. Uh, well, this sucks, yeah. right? Yeah, um, hey, I think that's yeah hey. <laughs> but 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 yeah, I think I think that, and, and I don't have like a specific type of cancer necessarily that I think about. It's just sort of this like, uh, I think the, like the first episode of Breaking Bad did this so well when he got diagnosed, yeah. and it was just sort of like white noise as he was listening to the diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? Whoa, like, yeah, that's that- that's how I think about it. Yeah, is that kind of how you felt, Danielle? Yeah, I like. I mean, like I say, like I. It's so hard to I 50% feel like I just, I knew, I knew, but like just even going into the general practitioner, I was like, this isn't going to be good. Like it can't be good. Like this is something foreign that I'm feeling like, you know, you expect the worst always and like, um, pray for the best, I guess. But I was just like, I don't know. Like I felt it in my bones. I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I didn't think that it was going to be as bad as it was. Um, but yeah, but then like just, yeah getting it confirmed you know just being in the I was in the break room at work and I was just like hearing them on the phone saying that yeah you know your both biopsies came back positive and um you have cancer and I was just like yeah yeah and yeah the rest of that day was like did you go did you leave work I it was like 10 minutes before I was gonna leave and I got like the phone call and then I texted these girls and I just went home and yeah, we had Thai food and yeah, Thai wow. food and watched wine. movies and wine 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 and and what? How long ago was that? The diagnosis? Uh, February last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It still feels like white noise to me. Yeah. And even yeah. though like we do this and uh, you know, try to kind of like sort it all, like it's just a constant sorting. At mm-hmm. least I don't know. That's my experience as your friend. As your best friend yeah i it's just like even saying like i have cancer <coughs> i know been seeing yeah. it for over a year now and it's just still very strange mm-hmm. and it's still like no i don't have cancer but like i do i don't know it's yeah, hard to mm-hmm. explain yeah mm. yeah that makes and sense definitely with with just having this podcast and just being able to talk about it and trying to figure it out Mm-hmm. We're it's like, like what we're trying to like, I don't know, but yeah, but it's also well, yeah, like when I having get these dumb hot flashes, I'm reminded that I had yeah. it and it's so yeah. annoying. But having guests that have also had 
cancer related issues whether directly or indirectly or any sort of major illness yeah so it's still like really just trying to figure out how they cope with it and just the whole progression i guess maybe it's like a little bit like my favorite murder (laughs) and how as a true crime enthusiast myself Mm -hmm. and always being told by like a boyfriend at the time, like, why the hell are you watching this? Yeah, and feeling shameful. And I'm like, oh, th- is this weird? Is this like, why am I so interested in serial killers? But it's really like, I love it. Preparing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No? Golden Man. State Killer. What's up? Yeah. yeah. But uh, <sighs> just trying to dive into it so deeply, kind of doing research. It's because you want to understand it. it. Yeah. yeah. To prevent it from happening to you and to get more knowledge and information to kind of because you're so terrified like by it because you don't know you don't understand yeah. yeah that is it right and i think that there's such a stigma like when you ask what do you think about when <clears throat> excuse me when when you hear the word cancer when cancer is brought up you kind of revert back to this stigma in society sure. that's like oh fuck yeah. you know yeah. and like hush, hush we're not going to talk about and it. honestly mm-hmm. it's not i mean you know bet much better than i do but but the people you know who i've known kind of tangentially who've suffered from cancer it, it's not always the worst case scenario mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. right and it's often very beatable yeah. but it's like and if people would just learn about mm-hmm. it more so than like it's stage four and you know then, yeah. then i then i think that there might be more of an openness about not only talking about it and right. discussing it but also like when you are diagnosed being like okay this is something i have to work through yep. and that sucks exactly. but it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. you know and i yeah. can tell people about it without being worried about yeah. burdening them with this mm-hmm. information being, yeah yeah. Yeah, and it and going through Danielle's journey and diagnosis and just yeah, knowing what questions you can ask or like knowing the comfort level it's dependent on every person. Yeah. But I think it is important to know that it can be okay to ask some things and yeah. I think yeah, as it, humans we're like we recoil and don't want to I, yeah. bring information to the surface that that person doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. But You're it like can be helpful about. for both parties yeah. to Absolutely. then bring it up. And I think a person will just say, like, oh, I don't want to talk about that if they mm-hmm. don't. But right. I think mostly the case is that they're open to it. And I think it's healthy to do that. Right. I agree. I, agree. I know. Even like even me with you, I still am worried about bringing up something you don't want to talk about. Or Yeah, like it's tough because it's like worried about being inappropriate or being offensive yeah i don't mind talking about things and i definitely do be i'm you know me you bring something up and i'm just like i don't feel like talking about that right now yeah um but it's tough too it's nice to for it's nice when people ask questions and ask how you're doing or how you feel in this certain situation because ultimately like people who are diagnosed with cancer and going through treatment they're going through it alone Mm -hmm. like it's yeah it's a very lonely uh tough process even though i mean i have the best support system and like everybody hopefully you know would have a good support system going through it but ultimately it is you like fighting it and feeling Mm -hmm. like total shit and um so definitely being able to talk about it is something that is important so that's why like finding people who have gone through the same experiences Mm -hmm. that you can connect with and feel less alone is Mm -hmm. important you already kind of spoke about like the stoicism that you're used to and when it comes to dealing with everything that happened with your cousin i guess how do you feel now do you feel like 
you even need to cope anymore? Like, you know, there's no yeah. answer. No, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't <clears throat> consciously feel that. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's something that <clears throat> I know, <laughs> the so- worst frog in my throat. Uh, I'm going to ball on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't consciously think about it. Yeah. Maybe subconsciously there's some of that there. I think that it was, it was really traumatic and the extent to which I, I don't think about it or sort of like, gl- you know, gloss over it or remember the day that he died and the day that he was born every year. But outside of those days, don't think a ton about it. Yeah, right. It was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was a long, it was, it was, and what 18 live. 18 years ago mm. yeah you gotta live your life you gotta obviously. live your life yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 but I, but I, but i'm sure to some extent you know that informs who you are and the way that you cope with grief and or don't cope with it right? yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i know well. we gotta i'm like we gotta wrap things up this is a sad note it's a sad note we can well let's talk yeah. about what we're excited about yeah let's yeah. talk about <laughs> any future projects and then also your plug yeah, cool. Uh, and your plug. <laughs> my, my plug. Oh, is that not the your right hair term? Plug? <laughs> That's know. my, those would be the plugs, I guess. Uh, well, so I have a show called I'm Still Right, which is a podcast where two comedians come on and argue oh. about a longstanding mm-hmm. tiff that they've had. Uh, usually, almost always very trivial. Uh, <laughs> and that's on the HeadGum Network, and it's the second Thursday of every month. Uh, that's a fun one. And then... Generally, look out for what Big Breakfast is doing. We have some exciting things coming down the the pike in the next six months or so. Some deals that are closing. Uh, <laughs> watch Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. That's one of our shows. Uh, and uh, and and look out for more hot date. Hopefully, coming yeah. soon. Uh, that's thank you so the much extent. for yeah. joining us. Hey, thank you for opening for up and of like revisiting all of this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, thank yeah. you for being here. You know, I know a lot of these things are tough to talk about and revisit. So we really appreciate you coming on and sharing the whole thing with us. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. I can't wait to see those dreadlock pictures. Oh Not dreadlock, oh, cornrows. Yeah. Sorry, God, cornrows. dreadlocks would Did be the worst. I didn't ever have dreadlocks. No. God, you wrong. know what else you should do? Wrong. <laughs> do you break into that accent when you don't intend to? No, but I, well, I, I, I have done it like in, I've done it in some like pitch meetings recently. Like just like, cause, cause I do it so much as a right. joke that it's like, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> I do like that one though. And, and Obama's very fun. I did it. So a brief plug yeah, before we yeah, got it, that I did. So Josh Rubin, we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. earlier. He and I did a, an episode of I'm still right where we're each, three different celebrities arguing about <gasps> three different times. So it's like a celebrity pairing per topic. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And gosh. he did, he's an amazing impressionist. He did what? Aaron Paul, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> and who the hell was the third person that I'm forgetting now? I can't remember it, but it was just like, and then I did Donald Trump, <laughs> Obama and Denzel Washington. Oh my God. <laughs> what episode was this? <sighs> It was like probably in the twenties, okay. um, but it, it it was maybe my favorite episode of, <laughs> and it was just completely. They were made up arguments, like it was yeah. completely meaningless. Yeah. But even better, I love the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I think you do a really mm-hmm. good job of. I like sort the of like paraphrasing and guiding the what what you guys are debating about, and they're not like Thank you. all like they're not like screaming matches or resentful no, arguments. No, no. It's more like a debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I catch myself being like, ooh. Well, I have something to yeah. say. <laughs> you know, I was listening <laughs> like to arguing for the sake of arguing is yeah. yeah. I had listened to the one about 
a, the dog sleeping in the bed. Oh yeah, Amy and Pilar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought about mm. you and Bob. Yeah, of course, that's mm-hmm. a big. It's a hot topic. It was like a I wonder. Hugely hot topic. You got Heather and Bob with say. your pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what Bob the man or the dog? That's both. the question. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. both have very strong opinions <laughs> yeah. about it. And <laughs> which Bob to sleep in the bed. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, check out. I'm still right. Check out Hot Date. Check out I Want My Phone Back. Check out Big Breakfast, College Humor. And of course, always touch your boobs. Touch your boobs. Hold your friend's hand. Hold touch their hand. Check yourself. Yeah. Thank touch you. your girlfriend's boobs. Touch your girlfriend's boobs. I yet oh, tried yeah. to. Be yeah. familiar. <laughs> when she, when she allows it. She swats me away. <laughs> Tell her. <laughs> this is a breast exam. Like, <laughs> the like, ladies oh. of well, this Let me, sucks. Sh- told Let me, me show to. you what I learned today. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is right there. Her dad's <laughs> visiting right. this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is for your health. <laughs> to your health. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our lovely Lauren Naylor for her amazing portraiture skills and creating our cover art, to our sweet boy Tom Odo for our lovely music, and a great many thanks to my you caring supporters and donors Rich and Amanda DeSimone, Carlos Schlafer, Kevin and Inez Corbo. You can follow my blog at wellthissucks.me, follow us on Instagram at WTS Podcast, Facebook at WTS The Podcast. And if you like what you heard, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, thanks. Love you.